Thanks for joining me here on Conversations for Yoga Teachers. I'm your host, Karen Fabian, the founder of Bare Bones Yoga. I'm a yoga teacher with over 15 years of experience, a certified personal trainer, and an entrepreneur. My mission is to help yoga teachers transform their teaching by mastering the fundamentals of anatomy. By learning anatomy in my easy step-by-step way, you'll be able to confidently share it in your cues, easily create sequences, and you'll eagerly answer student questions. And all along the way, you'll increase your impact and earning potential. On the podcast here, you will hear anatomy lessons, stories from teachers, interviews with others in the field, and a dose of personal development. Once you listen to today's episode, go ahead and visit barebonesyoga.com, my website, for free resource guides for teachers. Download any and all that are there, including one of my most popular tools, my sequence building template. And if you'd like, send me a one-line email with the answer to this question. What's your biggest frustration right now as a yoga teacher? And I'm happy to do some brainstorming with you in a free coaching session. My email address is karen at barebonesyoga.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. Let's get to today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations for Yoga Teachers. My name is Karen Fabian, and I am your host. Today is Monday, March 7th, 2022. And I am super excited to be here today uh, just because it just feels good to be sitting at my desk after a weekend of traveling to see my mom and dad in New Jersey. And I'm really glad to be with you all today for the first of what is a solo episode. And we haven't had a solo episode in many, many episodes because I have had um, the fortune, I've been fortunate to have so many wonderful guests on. So today's episode is just gonna be me and it's gonna be pretty short. It's really just sort of a check-in with you all on one particular issue that has been coming in on my social media channels. People have been commenting and I've gotten a couple emails lately with a similar theme. So I wanted to share that theme with you and just, you know, maybe in a way, give you a little pep talk of sorts, especially this is really, really for yoga teachers, although you can translate some of these messages uh, and some of these themes into really other parts of your life as well. And so even if you're listening and you're not a yoga teacher, there may be other areas of your life where this will apply. So I wanted to just start out by um, letting you know, just keeping, keeping in front of mind, top of mind, that every week I'm hosting free yoga classes. I'm now heading into December, January, February, the fourth month of running weekly virtual yoga classes. And I absolutely love them. They've been such a joy. And I've met so many amazing people, a lot of whom are yoga teachers. So if you're listening and you've come to my class, I want to give a special shout out to Beth. She um, regularly comes to class and there are quite a few other people um, that are also coming to class regularly. My mother is dialing in regularly from New Jersey. She's in her 80s and she has a uh, just a couple of orthopedic things going on. Um, so I really just love how she's modifying the practice and really making it her own. So I just encourage you to just check my website regularly 
and um, and uh, come to class. I'm, they're free and they're half an hour. The other thing along those lines I wanted to just kind of reiterate, especially, and this goes with the theme we're gonna talk about today, especially for those of you out there who are looking for a way to begin teaching, that's really got a super low barrier to entry, meaning it doesn't take anything to get virtual classes going other than your laptop. So if you're thinking that teaching virtually means you need to have a complicated tech setup in terms of lighting and audio and things that are attached to you that improve the audio, none of that needs to happen. I literally open my laptop and teach. The only extra device I use is I have a webcam that I plug into my laptop. So it sits on the top of the laptop and it replaces the, um, the uh, not the mic, the camera on the laptop with the camera from the webcam. And then it just plugs right into the USB port on the side of the laptop. So it's super easy. You can buy one on Amazon for maybe, I don't know, $50. And that's really all you need. I know that some teachers are probably teaching wearing a mic. I find that I have a mic. I, I find it just difficult to be moving my body and wearing a mic. So um, yeah, and if you're in a room with the door closed, the audio will be fine. So I just really, really encourage you to, to think about, or actually not really think about, I encourage you to just do it. If you are on the fence and you are also looking for a way to get teaching, um, that's a great way to do it. So that is one uh, mention I wanted to make. And then the other thing is this Thursday, which is February 10th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, I am co-hosting a workshop with Caitlin Webb. Caitlin is a friend of mine. She's a fellow entrepreneur. She is not a yoga teacher. She is actually a finance manager. She has a corporate background in finance and bookkeeping uh, in particular. And she's left the corporate world to really focus on developing her own business, which is to support yoga teachers uh, and Pilates teachers who own studios and getting their studios kind of up to speed in terms of the financial strategy that they have so that their studio can be successful. And this is like a super important topic right now because so many studios have been really hurt by uh, a lack of an ability to see students because of the restrictions due to the pandemic. And even if in your area, those restrictions have eased your local restaurants, your local yoga studios, Pilates studios, and other small businesses are really still feeling the effects of many, many months, if not two years of not having regular revenue. So this workshop is gonna be a chance for you to find out more about how can you create a financial strategy? How can you track your revenue? How can you track your expenses? What are some things you can do to negotiate with maybe your building owner if rent is an issue? What are some ways that you can um, kind of use the money that is coming in as best as possible? And then at the end of the workshop, towards the end, I'm gonna present a little bit about how my anatomy program can also be accessed by yoga studio owners to support them in their 200-hour teacher training programs and 300-hour programs so that they don't have to teach all of the content so that they can actually outsource the anatomy portion to me and my program will support 
the teachers in it. So it's not just me teaching the anatomy, it's also giving them access to my entire online resource, the course, the anatomy manual, the practice portal, and all of it. So I look forward to seeing you if you're interested in this topic. You own a studio, you're thinking of owning a studio, you would be the perfect person to attend. The signup is on my website, barebonesyoga.com. It's this coming Thursday, February 10th, 2022 at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So for today, what I wanted to talk about, you know, I'm been getting a bunch of comments and emails about this topic of, I finished my teacher training and I'm teaching a little bit or I'm not teaching at all. And I'm really just finding it difficult to get started. And, you know, this always is something that sort of breaks my heart in a way because I know how much money and how much time is spent in teacher training towards teacher training. And when you graduate from that first level of, of training, you want to get going right away. And then the interesting thing is sometimes there are a lot of things that come up that block you from getting started. And, you know, for those of you out there who are teaching, however, you want to sort of pivot or you want to take on more classes, this would apply as well. You know, for so many yoga teachers, myself included, when the pandemic created the shutdown, the original shutdown in March of 2020, we stopped teaching. And it really took a lot of creativity and motivation, self-motivation to create opportunities to keep teaching going, unless you had something going on the side, which was virtual. You know, for someone like me, my anatomy trainings were always done virtually uh, for the teachers that enroll in my program. So I just kept doing that. However, all the trainings I did in collaboration with studios those flipped to virtual. So that was somewhat of an easy transition for me because I was already teaching the teachers in my own program virtually as well. Um, however, I went for a long, long time without teaching in person. And actually this coming March 15th, which is a week away, will be two full years since I have ever taught an in-person yoga class. Uh, now I have taught especially in the past number of months regularly, virtually, but I have not taught a studio yoga class. And I have a lot of feelings about that. I think that um, because I'm teaching regularly online, I'm feeling very fulfilled. I still get the same sense of challenge as when I teach in person. I love the connection, even though it's different. And I actually find that I'm connecting more with students than I was in an in-person scenario because people tend to hang out when the class ends and they stay on the Zoom call. Sometimes we chat. If my mom's there, I'll introduce my mother to whoever's in class with me. Or sometimes people have questions. And I don't know, I'm finding that there's a lot more interaction that I personally, as a teacher, am having with people who come to my class when it is online. So again, that's another reason to not discount it if you're feeling like you don't wanna do it because it's not quote unquote as good. So this whole idea of how do I get started, you know, there's sort of the tactical end of things, and there's also the mindset end of things. And I want to focus primarily on the mindset end of things. And, you know, I'm really sort of um, coming off a, a kind of an inspiring night or a night where I felt very inspired. And don't laugh now. <laughs> 
But the reason I feel very, very inspired today is because I watched American Idol last night. Okay, you're laughing. So don't stop laughing. <laughs> now, if you're an American Idol fan like I am, um, you're not laughing and you can totally relate. If you've never watched American Idol or you kind of throw it and lump it into the same bucket as The Bachelor, don't do that <laughs> because it's so much more. Um, I look at American Idol as just a complete validation of when people step into their fear and do it anyway, which is the definition of courage and let their true authenticity shine. There's nothing that they can't do. And every Sunday to last night was the second Sunday. Every Sunday that I watch that show, I see people step into a completely fearful situation. I mean, can you imagine having, for some of them, it's their first time ever singing in public and you're doing it on that TV show in front of Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Lionel Richie. I mean, these are seasoned professionals. I mean, and you're a young person. I mean, that is absolutely terrifying. And so I look at that show as a validation of the courage that people have and demonstrate by stepping into their fear. And so when we think about as yoga teachers, some of the resistance we have to teaching, sometimes we let all of the details, the sequencing and how am I going to find a class? And, you know, I have so much going on in my life. I just can't get started. And we let all those things mask what really is the issue. And for many teachers, the issue can be, I'm not saying it is, can be related to just being afraid of showing yourself, being afraid of standing up in front of people and letting yourself, as they say, letting yourself be seen. You know, I can certainly remember teaching in person for many, many years and not really looking at people in the eyes. Now, some of that is because I think it's a little awkward when you're teaching and you're like, I don't want to say staring, but you're like looking right at your students right in their eyes. I mean, you want them to be guided by you. You don't necessarily want to be looking right at them. So it's not a distraction for them. However, I know for me, the hesitation and like really looking at them was in that feeling of being seen. You know, I can remember an exercise we did at one of my first teacher trainings with Baron Baptiste, and we had to sit in silence and look at another person and allow that person to really see us. And it was freaking terrifying. It was so terrifying to just sit there, you know, and just have somebody be looking at you and just think about even with your partner at home, um, someone that you care deeply about who you can be yourself in front of, like how often do you really let yourself be seen? So I want to just bring this up as an acknowledgement so that you um, can acknowledge or appreciate that this may be part of what the resistance is. So if you're finding that you're kind of doing a little bit of a shell game, you're moving a lot of things around, you're kind of doing all this busy work, researching stuff and, you know, thinking about, like I said earlier, the tech aspect of maybe teaching online, maybe what really is the hesitation has to do with this fear of kind of letting yourself be seen. Now, the other thing I want to say with that is, you know, especially for, 
folks out there who are really hard on themselves, who are perfectionists, who are type A, who have like a really loud ego, which we sort of all do. But there are people that really, I mean, I know I used to let my ego drive a lot of what I do and I don't anymore. <laughs> and it feels so great. Um, and if you do have that, sometimes, you know, that other voice in your head is always like, what are you doing? You, you can't do this. You can't step forward and teach this class. You can't open your laptop. You can't go on social media and do a Instagram live. You can't, you can't, you can't. Who do you think you are? You're not skilled enough and on and on and on. And it really takes moving forward, even in spite of that voice. And that's what I want you to think about and, and not really think about it in an analytical way. I would suggest sitting and meditating and listening to those thoughts in your head and starting to replace them with, yes, I can. <laughs> I mean, think about that voice as if it's an alter ego, because I guess you kind of can think of it as that. I don't remember my, my, uh, psychology 101 in college, my Freud and, and Carl Jung, but you know, you can think of that ego as an alter ego and maybe just say to it, you know what? You be quiet. I am going to move forward. I am going to start teaching online and I don't really care what you think about it. I mean, I've never reframed it in that way, but I actually kind of love that as a way to sort of stand up to your inner bully and just say, you know, screw you. Who do you think you are? I am going to move forward and I am going to teach. And I don't care if it's not perfect. No one out there is teaching in a perfect way, you know, but it's the teachers who are willing to step in front and be authentic. That is that is the same thing I see on American Idol. That's so inspiring. And that, that will be really inspiring to your students. So some of the things you can do in terms of actionable tips is number one, you can start small. So think of it as, you know, you know, rather than calling up like a yoga studio in your area where you don't have a relationship with anybody there and like right out of the gate asking if you can teach classes there, you know, maybe starting small is a way to kind of get your feet wet, especially if you're feeling a lot of resistance around the idea of teaching. So it could be something like, again, teaching online, starting out offering a class to your friends and family or neighbors in your area, or moms in your mom group, or moms of kids in your kids' preschool. Like think of something really small, or maybe you have two friends who live some other place and they're able and willing and interested to get on a Zoom call with you once a week so you can do yoga with them or teach them. I mean, what a great opportunity to get together with some friends, offer them yoga, and it's a great way to kind of get get yourself out in front of people. So think of ways that you can start small to get yourself moving forward in teaching. The other uh, idea, and we've talked about this already in the beginning of this episode, is this idea of teaching virtually because it is such a low barrier to entry and so easy. You know, I know a lot of you are probably right now reaching out to studios, you're on the sub list at some studios. That is absolutely awesome. The one challenge with that is you don't know when you're going to teach. So when you offer virtual classes, you know when you're going to teach. And it has all the same, you know, things to manage as when you're teaching in person. You set the schedule, you have to show up for class, you show up, you know, prepared, you teach the class, you log the class, 
you interact with the students and and it's it's all the same so you know just because the class is being held in your house and you're not traveling anywhere it doesn't mean that you don't have to show up right i'm not saying set these virtual classes and then cancel them so it has all the same requirements around it as if you were to teach in person and that's a an important piece because you want to sort of build that muscle around showing up showing up for people showing up in front of people because that's all of what for so many teachers they feel resistance around um the other idea is start some social media uh posts going like start showing yourself on social media you know this is not a popularity thing it's not a popularity contest it's a way again a super easy way that you can begin showing up you can begin crafting your message you can begin sharing who you want to help who you want to connect with in terms of type of student you know maybe you have a specialty maybe you have a passion that comes from something in your life for a special you know type of class or a group of people you want to reach out to so this is a great way you know whether it's just one thing i mean i would say one thing instagram TikTok, facebook I actually would really, really suggest TikTok. I've been doing TikTok since January 2nd, and I absolutely love it. And don't worry if you can't figure out all the bells and whistles, just start with talking to camera. And you know, I won't get into all the ins and outs of TikTok in terms of the tech side of things. I would just, again, highly encourage you to start showing up on one social media channel as a way, again, to get yourself out there. Um, the other thing, the other two things are more sort of introspective and really, really important. I would, if you're not journaling, I would absolutely journal every day. Journaling is a great way to get your feelings out on paper and to kind of catch yourself in that negative self-talk and to reframe it and to, to write down more positive things. So that's definitely something I would, I would do if you're not doing that now. And then the last thing is really the most important thing, which is visualize use your daily meditation and if you're not meditating daily really try to spend at least five minutes even if it's like maybe you drive someplace because you have a daily place you drive to and you leave five minutes early so that you can sit in your car for five minutes and close your eyes come on people if you can't do that we got to really take a look at just time management because that is something you know an easy way to fit five minutes of silence into your day um, so look for a little pocket of five minutes when you can sit and close your eyes and visualize like, how do I want to show up as a teacher? What do I look like? What am I doing? How do I sound? You know, what does somebody who's a confident teacher look like to me? How would I look like if I was a confident teacher or when I'm a confident teacher? You know, all of the verbiage that we use in that self-talk, you know, I need to do this or if I do that or... I'm not going fast enough or it's taking too long, throw all that in the garbage, <laughs> throw all that in the trash. That is all like not even necessary and not even needed. All you want is just positive stroking of your mindset. You just positive thoughts, positive affirmations, all of that is just such a wonderful way to sort of reshape your mindset and really start to give you the uh, power and the support to move forward and do the things you want to do. 
So I am going to wrap this one up here. Again, this was a short one. <laughs> um, and I, I just really want to encourage you, you know, if you're listening to this and this is really resonating with you and you would love to talk a little bit about it, I really, really encourage you to reach out to me. I want you to mention this particular episode and let's set up a discovery call, a brainstorming session um, so that we can just talk through it. It you know, is just an opportunity for you to chat with me and just talk on a one-on-one -on -one level about what about this episode resonated with you? What are some of the barriers that you're feeling and what some of the hesitation you're feeling? And I'm happy to think through some of it with you and come up with some actionable strategies uh, that will work for you. So you can always reach out to me on my website, barebonesyoga.com. And um, right on the homepage there, you'll see book a call with me and they're free. I love to do them. I do at least, I don't know, two or three a week with teachers all over the world. And I absolutely, absolutely love hearing from teachers, talking to teachers and seeing how I can help. So I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you on the podcast next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you are still listening, you've made it to the end of the episode. I see you and I thank you so, so much for staying with this episode. Thanks everyone. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Namaste. Hi everybody. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. Before you go, I want to let you know about a new mini course I just created as of October, 2021. It's called the Yoga Anatomy Blueprint Learning Program mini course. It's essentially an introductory version to my signature program that teaches you anatomy so that you grow your confidence in sharing cues and sequences and in all those conversations you have with your students. If you're like some of the yoga teachers I speak to, you might feel as if you don't have the time to do my full program. That's one of the main reasons I created this mini course, which will give you all the same steps in my signature blueprint approach to teaching you anatomy and will allow you to complete it in much less time. There are 10 modules each of about 10 minutes each, and the entire program walks you through mini lessons from the larger program. You'll leave with specific new skills that you can start to use right away. You may also leave with a keen interest in enrolling in the larger program because your curiosity and confidence have been stoked. For you, the podcast listener, I'm offering $5 off the purchase price of the mini program, which is just priced at $27. So the cost will go down to $22 for you. Once you complete the mini course, you'll see in the next step section how to get a $50 credit to put towards the larger program should you decide to invest in that in the future. To purchase the mini program, visit my website at barebonesyoga.com, click the link for online courses, and select the mini course link. When you check out before you enter your credit card, enter the code podcast, and you will receive the $5 off. I hope you enjoy the program. I hope it stokes your curiosity and builds your confidence. Namaste.